And now we're lucky enough to have a conversation between a couple of stalwarts of the SF Music Tech Summit. We've got Matt Mason of BitTorrent and Aaron Ray of The Collective. You probably know a couple of artists he works with. And I'm going to let them take it away, but I really appreciate it. Thank you. How's it going? So I guess the thing we want to talk about today is what we're really passionate about figuring out at BitTorrent in the next 12 to 18 months, and that's direct-to-fan. I'm a huge fan and user of Facebook and Twitter and Spotify and Netflix and Hulu and everybody else out there. But if you're a band and you're not getting money or you're not getting an email directly from your fans, then you're just part of the product. And at BitTorrent, we use Facebook, we use Twitter, we use all, all of these great services and leverage them to connect with audiences and we get great insights from our audiences. And we understand the trade-off there that they get good data on us and they use that and it's, it's great. The promise of the internet was direct to fan, was getting closer to the people who love your music. And a bit strong, we feel like that still hasn't happened entirely. We move 40% of the world's internet traffic every single day. And we've got 170 million monthly active users who are the most voracious fans of content on the internet. They, they're 30% more likely to buy a single, to buy a DVD. They're 100% more likely than the average internet user to actually subscribe to a music subscription service. Um, these figures are from the, IF, the IFPI, the International Federation of Phonographic Industries, the global RIAA. They're not ours, um, but we've done about two years' worth of experiments actually putting content um, in front of BitTorrent users to see if we could actually get value from that, from that audience and get it back to the creator of the content themselves. And we've seen... Such an incredible response to that campaign, working with some of, some of Aaron's and the collective's bands like Counting Crows, uh, working with EA Games on the, the Node Army of Two thing we did a few, few months ago. A lot of stuff with the collective and a lot of stuff with a lot, a lot of other bands and filmmakers. And, and what we've seen is there's a, there's a real opportunity for director fan. And it's, we think it's the thing that hasn't yet happened on the internet. But I'm hogging the mic. I mean, <laughs> I saw earlier a lot of people here, or most people use either Facebook or Twitter, then you're using BitTorrent. That's how they uh, transfer files on the back end. And from my understanding of trying to solve the solution of massive amounts of other data points, especially coming from user-generated collaborations with the artist to increase engagement, to increase stuff like affinity score on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, it's becoming harder and harder to get to the, the fans. So when we're looking at the future of multimedia files that are the size of, uh, say, 4K HD TV, the only system that I see available to solve the consumer experience from latency is, is the BitTorrent technology. And the idea behind internationalizing and creating an ecosystem around the music, the actual music is only part of it. The experience and how to get it to people is the, the other part. And I want the artists to control their fans. So how do they reach them in Russia, in China, in Brazil, et cetera, et cetera? We're looking to take the hill, and, and BitTorrent for us looks like something like uh, carpet bombing before we go in. It, it cuts through Mindshare. We get a lot of data out of it. We're able to iterate based off of that data. And I'm telling you, coming, moving forward, someone mentioned it was just the first inning. It absolutely is. Moving forward, especially within YouTube, when you're having 72 hours of video put up every minute, there's going to be just tons and tons and tons of more data sets. 
if you're going to talk about the car, if you're going to talk about uh, you know, extreme Wi-Fi um, and, and game streaming and whatnot and so forth, you're going to have to look at the delivery systems. And BitTorrent is the only system that I've been able to see, or a P2P system, that allows it to go both ways. And the more people that use it, the better it works. Mm-hmm. So the latency issues on YouTube have been a major, major, major problem. When people start having buffering issues, on, even on Roku and other stuff like that, they're off. They're off. So the way I see this as being a big solution is if people would just get educated on the fact that BitTorrent is a technology and the P2P system, the sharing system is a technology. And if you believe Eric Schmidt, who I think is pretty credible, technology is, is uh, neutral. So, you know, if you have a car, sure, it helps you get around. Someone's going to get drunk. Someone's going to hurt somebody. That's what happens. Some people are bad actors in any ecosystem. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater is just, is just ignorance. So, sorry to hog. No, no. Aaron, I was going to ask you, so our biggest problem with artists here at BitTorrent at the moment is there's too many artists who want to work with us. And until we've got the publishing platform that's coming into this year, we can't. We simply can't meet the needs of everybody who wants to work with us. You're out there in rooms with people, and you're you're not working for BitTorrent directly. What are the things that people say to you? What are the biggest obstacles that you hear to sort of working with BitTorrent? It's it's almost a hundred percent. You hear the word. I've grown up in the business for ten years. BitTorrent has broken the the uh, music ecosystem of you know of uh, lore, ignoring the fact that. You know, Apple dissembled the, pack, the bundle, ignoring the fact that Facebook uh, is limiting its reach, ignoring the fact of a lot of other things. But the, the blame is BitTorrent is a red flag. They don't know why. They can't describe it. They just know they're not allowed to touch it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think we should do to be on what we're doing? What else well, this is just another thing I think the labels are going to you know, have to deal with because they're gonna, what are they? They are traditionally uh, money, distribution, and marketing. Frankly, you know, we can get the money. Uh, BitTorrent is the distributor. And as far as marketing goes, that's where the ecosystem comes into play and Facebook and Pinterest and Tumblr and whatever it may be. You want to throw some cash at it? Even better. But I don't want someone in between my fans. Or rather, speaking on behalf of my clients, I don't want someone in between my fans. I need to be able to find them mm-hmm. and aggregate them and move them through the next 20 years. Not every six to 18 months having a new iteration and a new app and Twitter music and then you know, uh, Facebook music and a separate this and that, whatever, with the different operating systems. It's just becoming too, too difficult. However, the promise of HTML5 was what we were holding off on. So now a multi-platform solution does not exist. If we want to put up a bundle of, say, Enrique Iglesias' last 10 years, I can't get it across Roku and across my connected TV, across Sony, on my phone, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, Android, iOS. So, you know, frankly, a lot of the creative people need to be educated. Mm-hmm. And some people at the higher levels need to look at their shareholders and, and, and really, really, you know, think about their cost structure. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things you said, said to me recently that stuck with me was we need to stop building, we need to stop building houses in other people's backyards. Yes, you want to, can you explain yeah, that? Yeah, you know, look, I mean, you know, so we, we started off, you know, with the, the idea that everybody wants to share and, and all of that sort of stuff. Take Lincoln Park. We built from zero to over 50 million plus. 
people on Facebook worked really hard at it. They worked really hard at it. The largest band in the world on there. And now, as I'd say in September, October, we would be able to hit, quote unquote, our whole uh, fan base now, approximately, if we're looking at the cohort buy system, and it costs us $250,000 to hit 50 million people. So that's absurd. It's going to cost you $250,000 to message all of your all of Lincoln Park's fans on yes, Facebook. If you if you know <clears throat> if you're going to pay the advertising for the reach, but the point is is that we do, we also just don't have the data. If I want to get a cohort, you know, like I said, male, female, uh, old, young, mm-hmm. coming from where, you know, Facebook Insights provides that, except for the fact that after the fact that, that after they do that, they've uh, stated that they've had a bug in that system for quite some time. Mm. So. I have to use other analytics yeah. for that, um, but you know, o- overall, I just I just think that the the biggest issue is that people need to become educated mm-hmm. on exactly what the alternatives are, and people need to understand that Spotify uses a P2P system, they have a torrent system. No one seems to have a problem with that, and yet the artists don't get paid anything. We get no data. I get no data out of Facebook. I build that platform, and now I have an app. Can't pull anything out of it. Can't pull anything out of our YouTube system. We built, you know, we're pushed out 280 mm-hmm. to 300 million views last month, and we can't get out of the ecosystem. So we, at one point, we were invited in. We're invited in. We're invited in. And slowly, it's the platform that takes over. Mm-hmm. So how do I get away from that? Have our own platform or become basically something that that looks like it can hold all the content other than a server farm Mm -hmm. so we've been doing things like this with um with aaron for um over a year now we've been we've been working together and the idea that the idea that the platform is the thing that owns you is something we hear over and over again so so what we're building in response to that a bit torrent is a new type of torrent format called a bit torrent bundle Um, we launched the first one of these a a few weeks ago with uh cascade and the idea is that it, it's a torrent file where there's a gate inside the file itself and a fan has to complete some kind of interaction to open that gate. So you can put some content before the gate and you can put some stuff behind it and then you as the publisher get to decide how the fan opens that gate. So it could be enter your email address, eventually it'll be donate, pay, pay what you want, eventually it'll be pay a set price. Um, we're experimenting with a lot of different ways to actually open the gates um, and you as the publisher will be able to be able to actually um, control what that mechanism is. So the idea of this is we don't want to build a platform. BitTorrent's a protocol. It powers platforms like Facebook and Twitter. We want to build a new type of file that can move around the web and move around the deeper internet. And every time it's shared, that gate's also shared. So if there's enough good content before the gate, fans will share it. If there's good stuff behind the gate, fans will, will actually unlock it um, whether by email or, or payment or, or some other some other mean, meaningful interaction, our point of view is this shouldn't be up to us. We work with so many artists and managers, and they all have different business models. There's a different business model for every piece of digital content. We don't know what the business model is. We just know that a bit on we've always believed that intelligence should exist at the edge, and you should get to own your data, and you should get to own your fans. We don't want to build another centralized system. So we're working on this bundle concept to put the publisher in control, but to, to go with the grain of the internet and, and not be another walled garden. And so, the, other, the other point, I'm sorry, to, you know, YouTube is rolling out their uh, you know, music strategy, and part of it is uh, not just for music, but for media in general, will be uh, a video on demand paywall system. Uh, you can name your price, they'll take a, a decent chunk out of it, 
and yet there's no other additional security um, behind that paywall besides the content ID system. So if everyone, you know, the elephant in the room is, is that everybody uses YouTube. And when people start talking about piracy and stuff like that, it's just ignorance. It's like if you, people that are really taking this stuff down are using Tor, they're using uh, you know, mirror sites from China, uh, but still doesn't hold a candle to mm -hmm. YouTube. And if you go back and look at, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, the Clive Davis you know, said, oh, when the, the, the tape recorder came out, the, the business was ruined. They were mm -hmm. going to record off the radio and it was over, except for he, quote unquote, knew that was different. <laughs> so, uh, but it did generate extra sales and, yeah. and, and it always has. And, you know, the idea of, of pirates is something that I would, would, would say goes hand in hand with the name BitTorrent and that is a mm -hmm. branding problem. Yeah. Now, if you're still using BitTorrent for piracy, then frankly, you're doing it wrong. There's so and many. How many times have you guys been sued over that? We have never, ever been sued. That's the part that I would really focus on. If you really look at the rest of this stuff, I mean, YouTube's getting sued all the time. I don't know mm -hmm. anybody who's not getting sued. So that, that should tell you something. We've we never been sued because we don't host illegal content. We don't point to it. We've never endorsed piracy. It's just not something we're interested in. But yeah, I think we're slowly, slowly starting to get away from that and be seen as a, be seen as a protocol and a technology. So I think that's almost time. Uh, any, any questions? Pretty much worldwide, mm -hmm. uh, Google Fiber is obviously yeah. leading the way here. Um, how do you see, you guys are about data sort of control, ownership, right? Like you're a platform for delivering data to people, uh, a framework for delivering data to people. Uh, as you see a lot more big bandwidth entering the space mm -hmm. and you see people committing to services that can stream vast amounts of data, you spoke for a minute about not having to host something on a server farm somewhere far away. Uh, what, what do you envision a BitTorrent utopia where you don't have to rely on server farms? How do you guys approach big bandwidth in the same way that we're seeing major transitions mm -hmm. around content delivery? Yeah, I think bandwidth's kind of the, really the last limitation. So we love things like Google Fiber. I mean, to us, that's music to our ears. With, with BitTorrent, the problem that we hear is we can deliver any file of any size and we can deliver it to hundreds of millions or billions of people for a cost of zero dollars, the problem, the problem is bandwidth. The problem is that so much of the pipes that makes up the internet is still copper wires. So the faster we can get to things like Google Fiber and, and roll that stuff out, the better it is for protocols like BitTorrent. Doesn't YouTube also improve from the introduction of larger bandwidth though, right? Like if your main complaint is latency. Oh yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. If YouTube can solve latency faster than you can solve person-to-person -person interactions, who, who wins this race here? So, so I think bandwidth, improves things for everybody who's in the business of moving ones and zeros. The difference between how it improves things for BitTorrent and how it improves some, for, for a service like YouTube, which is largely driven by servers and CDNs, is that BitTorrent is completely distributed. So the more people using the service, the faster it gets. Um, when you see latency problems, especially with things like live streaming, it, it, it happens because there's too many people trying to get one thing from one source at one time. So it's a broadcast model being forced on the internet, which is not a broadcast platform. It's not a one-to-many platform. It's an asymmetric, many-to-many -many platform. So, so BitTorrent really takes advantage of that, as does anything else that's peer-to-peer -peer based, like Spotify or Skype. Um, but yeah, it's CDNs and servers that, that, that are, are gonna be the sort of the biggest chokehold once we've solved for, for bandwidth. Well, that, the issue with that and the spectrum crunch, though, does not alleviate the fact that our content goes through YouTube and does not come out. 
There's no, there's no real, real data. There's no real confidence that, you know, uh, Google won't shut down one of their big divisions tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, just uh, the amount of betas that we've been in for Google Music or whatever that I don't even know what it is these days um, is, a, is a problem because, you know, it, all, it goes in and we don't know what comes out. We've got millions and millions of people sitting on our house in their backyard. I can't move them out. But, you know, so whatever their delivery systems are, we have to deal with them. And if we can't get enough content in there, tough luck for us. That's it. Any other questions? All right. Thank you. Okay, great.